Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Revving the Word. My name is Elisa Keaton, the founder of a ministry called Revelation Wellness. It is our vision to use fitness as a tool to train God's love everywhere with anyone at any time uh, because everyone has a body <laughs> and it turns out the body is a really good instrument to give God glory, to connect with the God who created it. So that's what we're going to do today. You can find out more about us at revelationwellness.org. We welcome you please to go over there and do find out more about us. This is an extension of RevWell TV, our online at-home TV, tablet, iPod, iPad subscription service. So we like to think of ourselves as the daily burn, but we burn for Jesus here. So you can check that out by going to the website for $10 a month tax donation. You can be a partner over there and get more than just these podcasts, but we are so glad you are using these podcasts. And just a reminder, our instructor training is starting on August 22nd. So if that's you, uh, time is running out, but we'll always, we're not going anywhere, but we are praying you in because the harvest is plenty and the workers are few. So it is our greatest joy, greatest joy. It really is not about the fitness. We can't say that enough. It is not about the fitness. It is not about the food. We make it about the point that is God. And then everything else works itself out. Matthew 6, says, seek first the kingdom and all these things, all, all means all, all these things will be given unto you. So that's what we want to do with you. We're going to use this workout today to do that. Today I'm actually going to be, I don't know if you know this, but every year we hike people, uh, we train to hike across the Grand Canyon in one day. It's our yearly fundraiser. We, we train a team of 40 people from all around the United States, um, starting to become outside of the United States too, for this once in a lifetime journey. But the thing, it's called Rim to Him. We don't do Rim to Rim. We cross the Grand Canyon in one day, but it isn't about crossing the Grand Canyon to have a personal best time, to have a personal escape. It really is with the intention of knowing more about who we are uh, as a creation inside the creation of the Grand Canyon. It's just life transforming stuff. But every year we do that and I've been writing some kind of some intentions and and uh, hiking devotions for people as they hike and I just finished one on humility and that I'm going to actually straight up use that today. I'm going to probably read from it. And then I'm, I'm also going to leave a lot of time towards the end where I don't say anything. I'm going to ask you a question and you're going to just take that question and rumble it around in your mind with the Lord for a while. I might reprompt you to the question, but I'm not, I'm going to give you more time. I want you to hear from God within, hear from your spirit within this time, not just me. So I'll talk a little bit at the beginning and then it's going to get kind of quiet. Uh, we're going to be enduring pretty much for the most part because I'm talking about humility. So we don't have to crush it. We don't have to get your wind sprints, your hit training, your Tabatas in today. Today, I'd rather you just leave space. Remember, because the higher you work out, the harder you work out, the more narrow tunnel vision you have to have, which is appropriate for those intense places. Uh, but I need you to leave space that you are seeking God, seeking uh, Him first above your 30-second all-out push. There's times for that. There's times, but not today. So um, again, everything I do here is a suggestion. You don't have to do any of it. You can, as far as the workouts go, I would say get hungry for the Word over the workout, okay? 
All right, well, let's go ahead and get going on a scale of one to 10. That's your perceived exertion right now. One being laying in bed, 10 being I cannot breathe, my legs hurt, this is killing me. You're about a four or five moving your feet. All right, little countdown before we begin. We're gonna start in three, two, one, play. All right. Relax your shoulders, always, always say that. You always hear me, relax your shoulders, relax. Lift the corners of your mouth. Take a deep breath, inhale, big one. Exhale and let it out. Light steps on the pavement if you're outside, if you're inside on a machine, Still, quiet steps. Sometimes my husband, I'll go out running with him. I'm like, gosh, honey, your feet are so loud. He's like, I know. <laughs> so I try to get him to think more upward, engage his belly a little bit more. Listen, we all have kind of a genetic predisposition to how we move, and that's good. So, but we can refine it a little bit by being thoughtful. So God, we welcome here fully. We want to become more of who you say we are. So work it out in us, God. Work it out. Give you, we give you permission to work us out. Just working towards a five, six, comfortable, Maybe a seven. Come on. Give the muscles a chance. And all the good stuff inside your body. Fluids need to start increasing a little bit to get to the working muscle. Can't say it enough. I just think be kind. <laughs> be kind to your body. Such a powerful heart posture, kindness. Be kind in your thoughts. Be hopeful. Oh, I love hopeful people, don't you? All right, today's word, Proverbs 22.4. I'm gonna start with this one. We're gonna have a few scriptures on humility. Humility. It's another word for teachability. Proverbs 22.4. The result of humility and the fear of the Lord is wealth, honor, and life. Say it with me. Proverbs 22.4. The result of humility and the fear of the Lord is wealth, honor, and life. Let's break down humility a little bit. The definition of humility, biblically, is a state of mind well-pleasing to God. Also means a prominent Christian grace. 
and the character of modesty and gentleness. Mm. I love that. Now basically, humility is bowing our hearts to God's heart, bowing our thoughts to God's thoughts, bowing our actions to God's actions. <laughs> it's in humility that we're well, because we're put in right standing. We have, we're, we're reminded that we're already made righteous by the blood. In this song, go ahead, start moving into your seven category. Can you smile while you do it? If you can't smile right now, then pull back. Take yourself off the hook. Just go for a walk. Easy. It is your, your character we're after here. Humility means I'm reminded of the good news, which gives me that prominent grace. I have access to his grace through faith. Grace is powerful. It's not pitiful. It's not permission to live by the flesh. It's the power to resurrect dead thoughts. Hopelessness gets kicked away in the presence of grace. So humility. It doesn't mean to think of yourself as less but you do think of yourself less, often. <laughs> How about that? I find that when I'm stuck with the Lord, it's because I'm stuck on me. I'm thinking about me, my rights, my pain, my hurt, my efforts. well-pleasing. It's not a well-pleasing state of mind. The Father wants me to trust Him. Now inside this Christian faith of ours, our love for Christ, our love, our acknowledgement of what He's done for us, His humility to mankind, we now live inside this paradox. That the way up is down. Come on, get to a seven if that feels right. So here's a little devotion that I wrote. It's time to get honest. The word says if we come into the light, we have real fellowship with one another. In the light, nothing hidden stays hidden. It's in the light where everything gets exposed for what it is, good or bad, there it is. In the presence of God's truth and love for us, he gets to put his gracious hand on us, showing us what's really going on with us. There is no shame in the light, only love and new possibilities backed up with an enabling grace. 
Proverbs 14, 12 says there's a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. This whole song, just more endurance, settle into a pace and hold it. Now's the time for stepping out of place. Get up so there's a the way that appears to be right. There's a, often a way that I think, oh, this is the way. But if it's my way, based on my reasoning, based on my pain, my wounds, uh, come on, I just want to avoid as much pain as possible. <laughs> I know I'm going to have persecution. I'm fine with that. But self-inflicted pain? Lord, give us wisdom. We bow our hearts. So if we're honest, we really like to be right. We really like to be the point. And it's this kind of living that keeps me in control and feeling safe. Slowly, one selfish day at a time, I become the king of my own heart. And I realize I can be safe and secure from pain, but the trade-off is I slowly become stuck, stubborn, hard-hearted, and deaf to the voice of love. God's love wants to teach me and lead me out to cross the Grand Canyon journey that is my life. He leads, I follow. Or is it difficult to stop the world and show that you care? But I also want you to see this, this kind of picture. He leads, I follow. But it's not like he leaves me in the dust and says, hey, stay 10 feet back. You know, like ambulances, fire trucks, and stay, hey, don't come any closer than 500 feet. I'm in charge here. That's not his posturing to us. He yokes himself to us. You know what a yoke is? It's when two oxen plow the field. They're side by side. But one must lead and the other follows. Because remember, I'm a co-heir with Christ. I'm an heir of God. So he thinks of me the same, he thinks of me the same way he thinks of Christ. I know that sounds uncomfortable, but we're pretty amazing in Christ. We're pretty flipping amazing. He dotes on us, he's proud of us, he brags on us all day long. Because we're humble. We're in a state of mind, heart, and body that is well-pleasing to the Father. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. There it is, that paradox that the way up is down. The way through is to be still and know 
Ah, do you get it? The spirit is set up to frustrate our flesh, Galatians 5, so that we will not do what we want to do. Thank you, God, for that. Thank you. Thank you that you've been stubborn with my body and my weight loss so that I could have something greater first. be a seven and eight, but steady. If you're on a machine, you can be turning at the beat of the music. It's about 65 RPMs. A humble and teachable heart is like clay in the potter's hands, always ready to know what's really going on behind their disappointment, anger, fear, worry or hurt. A humble and teachable heart is hungry for freedom that comes through kind feedback. Show me me is their daily self-arresting prayer to the Father. The humble and teachable invite the potter's hands to be all over them, dripping the water of his word on their hearts, while his hands place just the right amount of pressure, squeezing and shaping them into Christ's likeness. Friends, in the most difficult moments, when you want to make it about everything and everyone else, stop it. Say it right now, stop it. Turn on the lights of your heart, sit down and have a heart-to-heart -heart with the one who is your greatest fan. God wants to see you on the other side of all your Grand Canyon moments, living victoriously and free. I just want you to sit now in the posture of humility. In your heart, sit. And keep your body moving. the line right there. I have died a thousand times. Oh. Man, I've died a, at least five, six thousand, ten thousand times. Humility.
Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. Here comes your first question. How eager are you to let God and or others who love you speak into your life? How eager, how willing are you? Get honest. Ask the Father right now. And if it's a, a not at all, ask Him why. And then ask Him what He would have you to do to posture yourself in a state of mind well-pleasing to God. Now listen, I just heard God say, make sure you talk about how the message comes. Sometimes we get feedback and it feels like an assault on our character. In other words, it doesn't come in a nice container. It will feel more like criticism. And listen, I live by this. Even if I get a critical word from somebody, any word that comes, any word, I take it to the Father and I say, okay, forget the delivery system. Because <laughs> I know they're imperfect people. God, I, I love them. Thank you that you love them. I have eyes for them like you do. I just start declaring my faith over that person because I want to protect their freedom and my freedom. But then I say, Father, I posture myself in humility. Say, is there anything for me here? Is there anything in this message for me? And he's so faithful to say, yep. Yes, Elisa, you got hyper-emotional with that. You sent that first email with a lace of fear. You sent that first email or you participated in hopelessness. He shows me and I love it. I love it. Ah, there's no shame in this. It's when people look at me and say, man, you're so free. Your faith is so big. This is why. I love my father. Holding on to an eight. Come on, it's good news. He wants to talk to you. you chase me down. 
wants to give you wealth, honor, and life. Who could argue with that? It's what the whole world is chasing after. Wealth, respect, and a life, full life, joy, pleasure, lasting, eternal life. Even when I'm down, I can be up. Next question. What does it mean to you to be teachable? And is there something right now? I think we all have something that he wants to teach us. Despite the delivery systems that are coming. And even the enemy masquerades himself in truth and light. You know why? Because he can't. Even the enemy, created by God, cannot separate himself from truth. <laughs> so he takes it and twists it, tries to hurt, deceive cause dissension so that we will all fight one another. Uh, so I'm telling you, there's something in everything for you. Those make the great conversationalists. People that show up to a conversation knowing they're gonna learn something. Not that they're gonna prove something or protect something. Listen, you don't have to protect the gospel. God's got it. But you can stand for it. Absolutely. Stand. Or sit. Be teachable. When you want to make it about someone or something else, Sit down. He's about to multiply some loaves. smile <laughs> yeah he's so good he's so in love with us so proud proud to be seen with you proud to be seen on you you wear him like a glove and he wears you like a glove he puts you on 
humility. Come on. Next question. How do you know when God is wanting to teach you something? How do you know? Here's how I know. I'm frustrated. <laughs> I'm doing it in my own strength. I feel my old self showing up. Hey! He wants to move us from strength to strength, glory to glory, new to newer. Every day, his mercies, his grace. Now. Listen, if he's putting his finger on something right now, I want you to laugh, smile, get off the treadmill, pull over on the road, and take a knee and receive it. Let the spirit win. If you're trying to keep it all together in your flesh, stop. Let him break through. He loves you. He loves you. Twenty more seconds on this song, this posture, draw your belly in, breathe bigger for a second, the breath sets the temperature of the body, you're a thermostat, not a thermometer in your workouts, you partnered with the spirit drive this thing last song going old school last question when you do get feedback or maybe you're going to now commit to getting some when you receive it what are you going to do with it what do you do with it? What do you tend to do? I'm going quiet for the next three minutes. Get with him.
five, six. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, so that in due time He may exalt you. Listen, He tells us to go low, but never to pin us down. He wants to raise us up. Come on. Famous in heaven, known on earth. I don't want fame here. I want to be known as a woman who's been with Jesus. Known, famous in heaven, known on earth, humility. Five, four, three, two, one. Pull back. Oh. The result of humility and the fear of the Lord. Let me just clear up for those of you that still get tripped by the word fear in the Bible. We like it when God says, fear not. Yes, we go, yes, tired of fearing. But we get a little offended when God says, but fear me. When you're like, wait a minute, I thought you didn't want me to fear. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. Anyone ever been to the Grand Canyon? If you haven't, just Google it and take a look. It's breathtaking. It's too big for you to put your mind around. You go, how did this get here? It's one of the seven wonders of the world. Oh, and God is so in wonder, you guys. He loves it when we wonder. When we wonder, not to become navel gazers, but when we wonder, like going to the playground with him and just imagining and playing he loves wonder creativity he is the God of creativity he's the God who takes speaks nothing into something into everything oh he is creativity so if you went to the Grand Canyon and you're allowed to approach that Grand Canyon there's lookout views it says come here we have set this up for you to come all the way to the tip of this rock and you're gonna feel like you're in the middle of this Grand Canyon. If you're afraid of heights, see that fear thing's gonna come up. And God would say, well, you don't have to fear, it's irrational. I know it seems rational that you are afraid of heights, but it's irrational because I've made this rock that for you to stand on and come enter out into the depth and enter in and float over my canyon. And so we, our, our inside, our wonder is drawn to that. But the fear of that majestic, huge thing that could swallow me up. So I'm aware of the guidelines. I'm aware of the guardrails. I'm aware of them. I need those guardrails. Otherwise, I'll fall off the edge. The fear of the Lord is to walk inside these commandments 
which is love him most and then love others as you do yourself. Just love, love it, love. Err on the side of love, but do not bow down to the idols because that's outside of my guideline. Stay inside my love. I know it's gonna have days that you're gonna be confused, but I want you not only to just look at this Grand Canyon, I want you to come on in. But the fear of the Lord would say, God, I'll need to know when to hydrate. I will need to know how much food to take. I will need to know what pace to do. I do not want to get bit by a snake. God, I'm going to need all of you in that canyon. And he would say, yeah. So go ahead. Fear me means I've got this. Have a reverent respect for me, the maker of all this. And I will bestow all my secrets onto you. I will tell you how to do this life. I'm happy to coach you, to comfort you. I want to be your king of glory. So out of a healthy respect for the Grand Canyon, I wouldn't be doing cartwheels out on the bridge. I wouldn't get drunk, intoxicated, and go stand on the ledge. You can't have both. You can't serve both masters. So in sobriety, we come and approach this majestic, awe, beautiful, big thing in humility and say, God, I am so intrigued by this beauty, by this goodness, I want in. And I bow my heart in the fear of the Lord, saying, I know I don't have it, but you do. Teach me everything you know. And in that is wealth, honor, and life. He's really interested in us living victoriously, being seen on earth as people who have been with Jesus, people that know him, not just know of him, but know him. So Father, we take all this and we humble our heart and say, teach us, teach us, teach us. We're never too smart. If anything, God, we're dumb. We're too dumb some days. We're dense. Our hearts are hard, God. Soften it now in the name of Jesus. I pray this workout softened every hard place. And now, God, that you can deposit into us all your secrets, no matter what delivery system brings the message, that you are good, and you are kind, and you are for us, and you are ours. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, I enjoyed you. I hope you enjoyed it too. Keep push and play again on this. And don't forget, over in RevWall TV, man, all kinds of workouts over there. And every month we give you a workout calendar so you can work these podcasts into an actual kind of structured plan. But here's the great thing. As we said, it's about the Word of God. So what if you got the Word of God all the time? It is not to substitute your community, your church group, no. But it could. I want every possible place that I do life, just give me more. <laughs> give me more, God. Thanks, you guys. Peace to you. His love never quits.